got the statement, if you could um, summarize it for me and then also tell me, um, you know, kind of what was the last, uh, the factor that, 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 that really uh, determined uh, how you would vote on this. Yeah, uh, so just to, to get down to the heart of it, uh, I did I did not come to Congress seeking impeachment. I came to fight for Oklahomans to find common ground um, and, and work to bring people together on bipartisan solutions. And, you know, that's where I have placed my focus and will continue to do that. Um, but in the process, I, I take very seriously my responsibility to look at the facts and the information, not prejudge the outcome one way or the other. Uh, and after reviewing the facts, after looking at everything that was in front of me, after the article came out, I came to the decision that bottom line, the oath I took to protect and defend the Constitution requires that I vote uh, for these articles. What and and what what about that oath requires you? And what what um, what offenses did, did I mean? Do you see that the president committed that requires you um, to to uh, vote for these articles of impeachment? And how do you see? How do you characterize what the president did? Yeah, and um, you know this is clearly this is not a decision I came to lightly. I and it, one I really took my time and just ultimately came to. But the the questions before us are are twofold. One was there uh, an abuse of power, and two was there an obstruction of of Congress. And as I looked at the information, um, first on the abuse of power, it is it's just never okay for any president to invite foreign interference in our elections. This this goes right to the very heart of our democracy and our systems, and it threatens our national security uh, by asking. Um, any president, regardless of party, uh, by a president asking a foreign country to put their fingers on the scales of our democracy, that in and of itself is an abuse of power. Uh, and that's the conclusion on, on that article. On the other obstruction uh, of, of Congress, uh, this administration has refused uh, to comply with the lawful uh, and constitutional authority of oversight of Congress. They have refused to produce evidence uh, they have refused to comply with lawful subpoenas and prohibited administration officials, both current and former, uh, from from complying uh, with testimony and working within our uh, power. That's an obstruction. And I'm not happy to, to be here. It is um, a sad day, but bottom line, it's about the Constitution and protecting our systems for future generations. Let me ask you this. You were faced with a choice this week, vote to impeach or, or vote against impeachment. But if you'd had a, another choice, like, say, censor or, um, or, or another option, would, would you have preferred that route? I mean, do you, do you believe that these are, are, are really impeachable offenses? That's well, it, and that's I'll the only way that. to go. Sure, I'll take that question in two parts. Um, I was not uh, I was not one of those out there calling for impeachment. In fact, I'm troubled by uh, the extremes on both sides, uh, one that prejudged the outcome and the others that just did everything they could to derail uh, in any investigation and any oversight. Um, and so I didn't call for that, but I think it is critical that we are able to exercise our power of oversight and investigation. Uh, we've seen that, I, you know, I think we've seen that in Armed Services Committee and the work that we've done ensuring that housing is taken care of. Uh, and 
you know, I prefer to look forward. This was not my uh, decision um, or, or my choice, but ultimately the question comes down to uh, do we hold people accountable uh, and say that ensure that no one is above the law and defend our democracy uh, or, or don't we? And that's the question that's in front of me. We've got more in common. We've got more that unites us and divides us. I see that every day uh, when I'm out in the community talking to people. And we don't have to agree on everything to fight for Oklahomans and fight for the community. And that's what I'm going to keep doing. What, and I know you've received tons of calls in, in the last few weeks on this issue. I mean, where do you think the 5th District is on this issue? We have we've received calls on all sides of this. Uh, for and against, we've, we have people calling our office and saying a lot of things uh, on, on both sides. But for me, uh, this, this came down to what is the right thing to do for our country, for our Constitution, and um, for ensuring that we have the ability to continue to govern and that our co-equal branches of government are able to continue to function um, and from now into the future. And, and so that's the, that's the bottom line. But at the same time, we've also been getting calls and questions on things like prescription drugs and pricing and uh, the defense authorization bill and the, uh, and the trade agreement, USMCA. We've passed some really important stuff and we're about to, uh, fund the government uh, with uh, an agreement on appropriations, which is a very different scenario than it was uh, when when I walked in these uh, the doors of this hallowed hall and took the oath of office. That first freshman class in history to come in during the middle of a shutdown that that was under when one party controlled all three uh, all three ho- the both houses of the legislature and the uh, and the White House. So we're continuing to govern, and I think that is, um, that's a really important thing that we have to continue to do because our lives uh, and the challenges that Oklahomans are facing day to day don't go away, and I'm not going to forget about that. We're going to keep working on it. Congresswoman, thanks so much for your time this morning. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Chris.